Hello and welcome to Sketch in Review. Uh, this is the catch-up, or as I'm going to refer to it purely for the rest of all time as the sketch-up episodes, <laughs> where we catch up on some sketches. Uh, for moral reasons, I will refuse to refer to them as sketch-up episodes. <laughs> That's fair. I thought of that. I thought of that in like the five-minute break between watching this episode and when we record. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this one is the catch-up episode for Kieran Culkin and Ed Sheeran. First, uh, first broadcast on November 6th, 2021. Alright, so we'll hop right in. Yep. Cold open. Uh, so our, uh, this cold open for this was, uh, Judge Janine Pirro, a classic character from, uh, in Cecily's repertoire, normally appears on Weekend Update, so has been moved up to cold open status, which is fun. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. It's a good character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, just crazy wine mom. <laughs> becoming Beca- becoming gradually more aroused by crushing human rights. It's a, <laughs> it's a, pretty, good, it's a pretty good character. Yep, uh, so we get Judge Jeanine Pirro with her uh, Judge's Report TV show. Uh, and her first guest is Aaron Rodgers. So a bit of a bit of recap of that week in the NFL. Uh, Wednesday, so Aaron Rodgers does uh, uh, every Tuesday he goes on the Pat McAfee show and does an interview. You can see that at YouTube.com/slash Pat McAfee show. Shameless plug for uh, one of my favorite sports shows. <laughs> uh, so Aaron Rodgers does that. The next day. It comes out that Aaron Rodgers tests positive for COVID. And uh, the NFL's COVID protocols are, uh, if you're vaccinated, you have to wait 10 days or provide two negative COVID tests with 24 hours between them. Uh, If you're unvaccinated, you have to wait the 10 days and then test negative. Okay, that works. So, uh... Also, at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of fucking, like, people being like, I can't believe this guy's unvaccinated, this guy's unvaccinated. Uh, there were, like, a few people who were very much the, like, face of the unvaxxed NFL player movement. Uh, Kirk Cousins once, quote, said, if I die, I die. Which is a <laughs> wild fucking statement. He also said that he'd rather put himself into, like, a plexiglass fucking field room instead of getting the vaccine. Listen, they play football. They're not always the brightest. But Aaron Rodgers always seemed like a bright guy. He hosted Jeopardy for two weeks. Uh, hey, remember when I hosted Jeopardy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They do reference it. Uh, and he was doing a book club. Anyway, so everyone assumed that Aaron Rodgers was vaccinated. Especially because he... Uh, the press asked him, have you been vaccinated? And he said, and I quote... Yeah, I've been immunized. What does this mean? <laughs> uh, he went through his own holistic, possibly homeopathic, <laughs> uh, solution to uh, get himself immunized from COVID nineteen. He petitioned the NFL so to he ex- lied. <laughs> uh, but but you got to remember, he can throw the football really good. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, 
so that so that Wednesday, that news breaks that he's unvaccinated and will have to and will miss the upcoming football game. That Friday, he gets on Pat McAfee's show again and just torpedoes his fucking career. <laughs> he gets on. He gets on there and he's like, "I didn't lie. I might have misled, but that's because you didn't ask a follow up question." <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't want to get. Uh, I'm allergic to part of the mRNA, uh, part of the mRNA just, vaccine. I'm not going to say which part, but I but I am. Uh, and also, and also, I was afraid it might make me infertile. <laughs> he dropped all of I'm these in the span of ten minutes, and he was like, "You know, I've been consulting with some people. My good, my now good friend Joe Rogan. <laughs> he hit every fucking like like little thing he could have hit." <laughs> God damn. Yeah, he said, I presented my own 500-page report to the NFL about the immunization <laughs> treatment. Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Imagine being allergic to one of the building blocks of life. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Sorry. Anyway, anyway, so her first guest, uh, Judge Janine Bureau's first guest is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they have Pete Davidson player and Rogers dressed up in the same getup that he was in uh, when he was on Pat McAfee's show on that Friday. Uh, and basically, it's just a quick little gag about him not wanting to take the vaccine. Pop a quick fun. Uh, anything you want to mention about that little bit? It was it was uh, it was effective. It did yep. the job. Short, sweet, and to the point. Which I think is, yep. which I think might be like the theme of this episode, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were some things that meandered a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that you're, we'll get... you're going to comment on very soon that meandered. Oh yes, uh, but uh, but first, uh, so then we move to uh, she's interviewing uh, Youngkin, who won the governor's race in Virginia that week. Uh, and they're talking, uh, and, you know, they crack the usual jokes of Republicans don't know what CRT means. They just repeat it like a fucking buzzword. <laughs> yep. Which, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, and then we move to Heidi Gardner playing a concerned mom, uh, <laughs> about which books she would like <laughs> to ban. And just a really, really solid... I mean, it's as it's one of those things that SNL does better than anyone else, and uh, arguably one of the few things SNL does very, very well, bar nothing. Uh, and it's just listing things and making jokes. Mm, pithy, pithy one-liners. Uh, they are the king of just one-liners, which is which Absolutely. is fine. It's great. It was perfect. Pride and Prejudice. Yep. We're okay with Prejudice, but Pride is a gay <laughs> thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite was that the Great Gatsby just had too much jazz. <laughs> it's such a good, it's so, oh, very good. Anyway, anyway, so we move from that to, we get, this is the first appearance of James Austin Johnson's Trump impression. Yes. Uh, he did it a bunch on Twitter, which is part of the reason why he got hired. He's obviously also a very good comedian. Um, you, do you want me to go first? You should go first. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll go first, I'll go first. Uh, I don't like it. I'm gonna be straight up, I, 
like, I listened to some of his Twitter stuff, and I was like, oh, it's great. But he can't hold it for the, for, like, for the entire bit. The entire time, he's going, you know, we got these great, this very bigly, da-da-da. <laughs> and then he has to talk through, like, three or four fucking words in, like, a half-Trump, half-James voice before he can drop back into <laughs> the Trump voice. It's... To me, it like kind of it it like doesn't work the same way, because I'm like, all right, well, like if we cut out five seconds increments, it work. <laughs> but I'm here. But I I think it's uh. What? No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hear it, but I think it's uh, uh I think it's valid. I'm I'm I uh, all I'm just hearing are the. I think he gets the character better than a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I think he gets like the the point, like the whole joke that they had in that part was so good where he's like, can I get 60 seconds up on the clock? And then they, they put, <laughs> and, and this is a thing that happens on these political talk shows where, where uh, somebody, all of the person's points are illustrated on the right side, on like a, on the right panel. Um, and, uh, and it's just one word to describe each of them. And Trump doesn't work in that way. He meanders through nonsense words until he settles <laughs> on something that sounds like he was making a point all along. And so the whole sidebar is all of him talking about Star Wars and then transitioning into some person from Star Wars he doesn't like. And then going on through... <laughs> And it just and it's it's be I, I thought that was such a good joke and I thought he does that character very very well. He's really good at vamping through things. It almost felt like an improv game where he was given a bunch of barely connected things and he was supposed mm-hmm. to connect them all in a Trump impression. I think he can he like a like a, a what is it like a, a Jordan Peele in Obama. Um, he might not have like the voice down perfect. He might not have the uh, yeah, the, but the mannerism might not have the look down perfect. But the mannerism is so perfect that it's just it's very mm-hmm. special. Yeah, listen, I will say that it's good, and I do enjoy it when he plays it. But I feel I I don't know. I feel like the voice is a lot more important than some people might like give credence to. But also, on, on the other hand, I don't know when the last time I ever fucking heard Trump speak, so I could it's be true. entirely wrong. <laughs> uh, we've been sheltered. Mm, yeah, like, listen, listen, he's not on Twitter. I'm also not on Twitter, so that didn't even affect me. <laughs> yeah, ever since I got my PS5, uh, I stopped following Twitter. <laughs> I just followed a dude that gave you information on when you can buy a PS5. Oh, I followed that same dude to get my PS5. (laughs) It worked out. I uninstalled Twitter. All right. Uh, So we move on to our monologue. Uh, Kieran Culkin is an interesting person. He is. I don't know what to say other than he gave that entire monologue like he was like one light bulb popping out to curling into the fetal position. Yes. <laughs> that yes. Was, no, he, he was he was he had the energy of someone who was scared. Yes, no, he was and I don't know if that's just his aesthetic because it seems like it is um but like he I I will say that story about how he was on SNL as a kid was adorable and it was delivered not like us there were some jokes that were like oh this was written by a writer that just sounded like a guy that's really excited and happy to be mm-hmm. here. and i always live for that 
Yeah, and it wasn't the normal, like, oh, I can't believe I'm on SNL. It did have, like, those moments, but it did also have, like, a specific through line to get us through. And also the joke of, I just hope I get uppies at the end is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh. He apparently appeared in three sketches in the 90s when Home Alone was huge. That's right. Two of which non-problematic, as he said. Mm -hmm. Yep, and let me say, as Meatloaf said, two out of three ain't bad. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Can we also point out that he calls Macaulay Culkin Mac? Mac? That's very special to me. (laughs) It's the weird... I I don't think I could ever imagine anyone else calling him Mac. Yeah, because he's his brother. It's a brother name that's so special. I, I, that's so good. That's so pure. I This guy showed up, and I looked at him. I took one look, and I was like, I hate him. And then, like, you know, <laughs> you, you saw his scared monologue. You heard his. You heard him talking about uppies, and it's, it's hard to hate him after that. I think I just have this unnecessary hatred for everything that is Succession. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> just hate Succession. How do you feel about Billions? Uh, the Kipo character? No, no, no. Billions, like, the fucking... It's a different show about ultra-wealthy people, I believe. Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna watch that. It's like, <laughs> I think it's like, it's like network version succession. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm, uh... <laughs> At some point, I will stop watching exclusively genre fiction and animated television shows, but uh, we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not not there yet. Alright, so we'll move on to the first sketch. Uh, We've got the canceling cable sketch. What a sketch. Oh, a joy. Oh. Very good. Perfect, perfect first sketch out of the monologue. Mm, uh, So the entire sketch is uh, Kieran Culkin is trying to cancel his Spectrum cable uh, because he's moving out because his girlfriend and him broke up. And we just meet all the characters of the Spectrum cable customer service team (laughs) Uh, as they continually transfer him through the different levels of uh, customer service hell. (laughs) Yeah, once again, SNL doing what it does best just railroading you through a bunch of kooky characters doing a fun one to three line bit and then they're gone and mm-hmm. they, that was that and it was a great time though somebody should explain <laughs> to uh to mr culkin what the word triggered means because it does not mean what he thinks it does yeah uh yeah <laughs> was... not 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 the best used of triggered but also <laughs> on the other hand whatever <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's something you can shrug off. It's just like, oh boy, that's a very kid. That's a that's a hello fellow kids if I've ever heard mm-hmm. one. <laughs> Fucking uh, yeah, uh, I loved I loved the everything about it was perfect. Perfect setup for why you could see all these characters really quickly. The the interlude between getting uh, being on hold where they have those different <laughs> statements. Want premium channels at no cost? Not gonna happen. We'd lose a ton of money. <laughs> oh god, uh, I forgot what my favorite was. Uh, those were great. Fucking, uh... Then they transferred him to Domino's. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Dude's just... Yeah, I'll put you in with cancellations. Oh, thank you. You're the most helpful person I've had all day. 
Oh, really? I'm high as fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then... Oh, oh. I can't get enough of the the two callers that called on at the same time. They're like, oh, oh my god, I can't believe to see you. Okay, I'll hang up. I'll hang up too. <laughs> yep. And it's fucking oh. Melissa Villasenor and Sarah Sherman who occupy the same, like, performer space in my mind for some reason. <laughs> oh. God oh. damn. And the ending where you talk with the almighty spectrum head. <laughs> yes. Yes. Though if I recall, the punchline was... No, the punchline was good. The punchline was solid. The punchline was, was decent it was... enough. It was a rule yeah. of threes. Rule of threes, pretty much. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was where it starts. Three. It starts with uh, someone offering to give him a landline. Uh, we get uh, the cable guy is outside looking for the house to install the landline, and then at the end, when he asks the Almighty Spectrum God to cancel his cable, he says, "All right, we've added a landline for you." <laughs> and then True. the cable guy is in the apartment. <laughs> end sketch. Perfect. Ah. Uh, Love I love this sketch. <laughs> it was very you. Everybody else loved that sketch too, because everybody there lives in New York and has to deal with Spectrum. But the uh, uh, the clapping went on noticeably into the next sketch. <laughs> yep. Uh, the next sketch was a pre-recorded sketch, the heist. Uh, solid solid Joy. genre intro. You, you could tell exactly what kind of, like, what kind of parody we were doing, where it was perfect. The, the lettering of each of the character names, the, the, the thief, the hacker, the mastermind. Yep. Generic, I... generic Russian client. <laughs> generic everything. It was just, it was so, they, they did, I, it's one of those sketches that, like, they could have SNL'd it up. They could have threw in a bunch of, like, side jokes that distracted from the bit, but no, it was very pure, very solid. We had one joke, we played to that joke as well as we could, and then it ended. Mm -hmm. And it's a solid joke. The joke is, we need to steal an antique car. We are all, so we send in this, like, uh, this, we send in the, uh, the, the plucky young character that, that thinks he's hot shit. And he can drive any car, except he can't drive a stick shift. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about everybody calling, all about the other the, the the other people involved all calling him, trying to talk him through it. And he's like, yeah, 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 I got this. I can't do this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's, it was great. It mm -hmm. was solid. There's not much you can say about it. Yeah, listen, listen, there's something... There's something about just perfectly executing a joke in three and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. That it's the interesting thing about SNL sketches, um, is that this will not be sketch of the night. No. Nope. It was it was perfect. It was it was it was contained. It was that but but that's all it was. It doesn't stick with you all that all that long. It it was yeah. it, it was it was mechanically well built. I, okay, good. Next I time. I watched live and then we had to, and now we're doing the SketchUp episodes. Uh, I forgot that this sketch existed before we watched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I've, I've realized now Mikey Day's voice is so perfect for just confused straight man. 
Because well, every every single time it's just like I think that's a stick shift. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So after the heist, uh, we move to uh, the Dion Warwick show. Uh, the Dion Warwick show was a sketch from last year, uh, in which uh, Ado Wodum played Dion Warwick. Uh, and it was right around the time Dionne Warwick, like, just got a Twitter and was slinging mad beef with Wendy Williams and just commenting random shit. Oh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... This is... This is yeah, much this... like, uh, I think, uh, you know what I realized is, once you pointed out, is that a lot of SNL's best sketches are just... Alright, we set up a situation where we can cycle through weird characters and they don't have to be here too long. Yeah. Uh, Dion Warwick is another one. Uh, instead of instead of weird, crazy characters, we just have celebrity impersonations, which is perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm on a I'm of a different mind with this one. Really? Um, and and this is the so the thing is I I think this is one of the sketches of the night that I, I'm torn between because Ego Autumn's uh, 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 Dion Warwick impression, uh, spot on. <laughs> I don't know if it's really good. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the the performer outside of this sketch. Um, but or I mean, I, obviously, I know her music, but I, I didn't. I didn't know anything else about her. But the uh, the point is, like, uh, she she's a really good, really strong character. She does a really good job with it, and better than any of the <laughs> really impressively. To someone that doesn't know the character, through her just doing this sketch and acting through all of these different characters, it builds up to the point where it is a very satisfying conclusion at the end where she meets herself. And then you get to see her interact with herself. Like that, it, it's very impressive from that angle. And I, I really like that. What I don't like is the uh, shitty, uh, <laughs> shitty celebrity impressions trying to steal the spotlight. <laughs> I think the I think the uh, the Miley Cyrus impression was like was 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 weird um, and and like I get it I get the I get the beats they were running. She was just it it wasn't as strong as uh, as the uh, as the uh, Dion impression and it it took the spotlight away from her. And then the second one I don't even remember what it is and I don't I don't care. It was Kieran Culkin. Um, I forget who he played. It was Kieran Culkin playing Jason. Oh Brad. yeah! I was born with this hat. That's that's half a joke. That's not <laughs> a joke. And then uh, uh, I'm I'm super fine with the uh, with the walk on. Like uh, it didn't distract from uh, from uh, Ego's character with the uh, um, Post Malone because it was just her reaction to Post Malone. Mm -hmm. That was good. Um, what works is this between two ferns. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ed Sheeran. Uh, what's the? No, well, yes, but what's what's the name of the? Uh, of Zach Galifianakis. No, not not the guy that does Between Two Ferns. The name of the guy that does the other uh, show that also ha brings on celebrities and fucks with them. Oh, Eric Andre. He's super famous. Thank you, Eric Andre. <laughs> the, this Eric Andre Between Two Ferns sort of vibe where she they bring on real people and she does this character at them. I think that's really strong, and I love that. But uh, but the other stuff, the other stuff I can give or take. Anyway, strong feelings about this for me. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I just, I really, I mean, like, I think that Ego carries it forward enough so that we get our satisfying conclusion where Dionne Warwick comes on and they sing a song together. 
Oh, so special. I loved I loved that. That's that's the best part about SNL. You never know who's going to show up in a sketch randomly for no reason. <laughs> Which <laughs> funnily enough, <laughs> we move on to the bathroom sketch. <laughs> Another solid sketch. Another uh this is this to me just reminded me of like like if we were still uh part of Sheer Idiocy and we're actively trying, and we're like actively trying to teach how to play Oscar-winning moment. I would show <laughs> this sketch. Absolutely. Every so the the entire gimmick of the sketch is, uh, it starts with Bowen and Chris Red are at the urinals, and Bowen says like Bossman does what the Bossman does, and then it and then it darkens everyone else, puts a spotlight on him for his inner monologue, and it's just him going, "Why did I say that?" <laughs> why does everyone act so weird in the bathroom the thesis statement is said in like the first 10 lines of the sketch which just uh, listen people people love to say well you can't just tell but listen you've got to sometimes just straight up just tell okay this is the joke and we're just going to play on this <laughs> like it's better if you don't tell but your hit rate if you do tell and get everyone on the same page is so much higher that it just makes you feel good to see it. To it's see like it because it's, it's it's good practice. It's like playing T-ball versus professional. <laughs> Your hit <That's> right. rate. <laughs> Any oh. anyway, more and more people come in and they all have like the same fucking like I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying. Why would they have plans? It's November. <laughs> Nowhere near <laughs> summer the summertime. <laughs> Very good. everybody had a, had a had a good bit and then of course it comes to get uh, every you know it slowly builds with everybody being more and more awkward the sinks aren't working um all of this and finally a man walks in and he's having a great time and then when it zooms in on him he talks about how he killed a man in the, in the woods <laughs> he didn't even hide the body but he got away from it the only place that he can get away from the, from the guilt is the bathroom <laughs> excellent Excellent. Excellent. Anyway, <laughs> then Tracy Morgan shows up. Yeah. And tells everyone he took a big dump. <laughs> and then I have to assume off script because no one knew what to do. He points. He points at Alex Moffat and goes, "That guy killed my brother." <laughs> just. And then and then everyone's just awkwardly there. For like three okay. to four seconds. And then they just start coalescing around each other and jumping. And then it pans out to commercial. <laughs> Which like torpedoes the sketch technically. But, but fuck the technicals. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't it's... even I don't even know because SNL has a habit of putting up the better of the two sketches from dress and uh like live. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that made it into the YouTube or not. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh, oh my! It was God. so. It's just there's something when you just lay when you just have like a clear shot and you fucking nail it out of the park. God damn! <laughs> All right. So as so after that, we've got uh, another the other pre-recorded sketch. Uh, besides the please don't destroy sketch at the end, but we'll get to that. 
Yeah. Uh, the jockey. Uh, once again, oh, once man. again, once again, we get a solid, we get a solid intro. It's a sports movie, a sports movie about horse racing. Little, little did we know when it started what it would become. <laughs> it is, this is simultaneously the best and worst sketch of the night. Mm. So and it can only be one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the jockey is injured and the owner is trying to figure out what he can do to have this horse race the Kentucky Derby. Uh, and Chris Ray comes in and he's like, I know a guy. And it cuts to the start of the race. You see Kyle Mooney riding, and he looks up, and he goes, oh my god. <laughs> and then we start um, a ska song. A ska, ska, a ska. No, not a ska song. I mean, it's yes. just Superman, Superman by Goldfinger. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that we both knew the exact song, because I was going to bring it up in a second. <laughs> I was actually, I don't know if you heard me when we were watching it together, about to start singing along to Superman. He was like, so here I am. <laughs> Getting up. Oh. <laughs> and oh, the voice God. inflection was perfect, too. <laughs> spot for spot imitation of how that song is sung. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Oh, it's one of those, now... It's one of those where I wish that the material was better. Because the song was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm the other way around. Oh. I thought here. No, so first things first. We have we've missed we've missed we haven't yet talked about the best part. Oh yeah. Where he starts. He's riding the horse like a skateboard. Okay, fine. But then he starts doing skateboard tricks with <laughs> this 3D model of a horse that doesn't change from like a very rigid animation of a horse running. And it is it is joyful to watch. Oh. So my my pitch is that I think that this song was dog shit. I think that the uh, I think that he's just describing what's going on. He's describing like he is describing the plot of a different of a movie instead of feeling like this exists within the fiction of a dip of like an actual movie and uh 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 whatever uh i just i didn't like that i thought that took away from it um also his singing is bad um and uh <laughs> his, I, the, I mean the lyrics don't work well nothing about it is but i think what they should have just done was a classic something wild happens and regular characters comment on it snl sketch where he's doing the, uh, or, or just play it completely straight, play actual Superman, and then show the horse tricks, and then and then cut to him breaking down his neighbor's fence, like after he wins the race and he's still going. Like <laughs> I think the fun, the fun is horse tricks. The fun is this absolute batshit stuff that's going on. Not your bad pastiche on a on a fucking nineties uh, 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 <laughs> kids sitcom or nineties kids movie. <laughs> yeah but that's why it's i don't know i i don't know once we got into the song itself i saw it more as a parody of ska music videos as opposed to that's fair as opposed to a pastiche of 90 sports films yeah i mean if they leaned into that that would have been exactly great. that's why i said i wish the material was better because the because the song part i thought it was funny I mean, obviously, I also love the fucking, like, and he does, and if I ask him really nice, he does a kickflip. Yeah. <laughs> and when he grinds the horse, like, uh, just, 
it's 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 so it it's so it's so frustrating because if it were any if it, this is something my friend says about a lot of things um if it were only a little better it would be a lot better and it's so much it's so easy for it to be a little better mm-hmm. i'm glad I'm, I'm glad i'm glad that we have this sketch though <laughs> oh me too no it, 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 this is not something that the world is better without it's it's so so good. all right so next uh, we move on to ed sheeran our musical guest yeah um, listen, he's Ed Sheeran. Everyone has their opinion on Ed Sheeran. That's right. I like Ed Sheeran. I think he's fun. I like the way his voice goes, ah. <laughs> So this was an old song from 20... Oh, I said 2016. I don't know when, ex- oh, uh, when okay. specifically. Uh, but it is definitely a... It is definitely not a new song that he was singing. Yeah. I don't uh... know about the... I don't know about his second song, but this one, this one I've heard a lot. Unless I'm wrong. I, I, I don't know a lot about it. Yeah, listen. I could just be calling the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know enough about Ed Sheeran other than that he produced yesterday the film about the Beatles, kind of. <laughs> produced and was like a, a pretty... Minor character. was like a supporting character. character. <laughs> also kind of my favorite character in Yesterday. I liked Yesterday. I was a fan. Uh, listen, I think... I think yesterday would have been better as a series of YouTube sketches in which all they did was was the same joke of he references something from the Beatles. They go, what's that? And he goes, oh, it's a song I'm working on. And then he just plays the Beatles. And they're like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> and just cut out all the fluff in it, like him meeting John, Led- John Lennon. Uh, yeah, it was wild. Uh, the random Russian guy who also remembers that the Beatles exist. Yeah, I I don't know. I just did he also I... did he also get hit by a truck when when the world blacked out for a second? <laughs> Got isekai into a world. Is there people is there is there some is there some dude in the south who got hit by like a bus and he's like I'm making Coca Cola. <laughs> But he can't because it's twenty because it's twenty seventeen and cocaine is illegal. <laughs> Listen, I think that there's a lot more fun to the yesterday universe than what if what if semi good musician wrote music wrote the music of the Beatles. No, that's 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 true. I just I just found it a very unchallenging movie that that made me smile, mm-hmm. and that's that's a oh yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, sometimes. listen. The Beatles every like five ten years comes out with a these Beatles songs in in a movie, so you buy a greatest hits album. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> also, his sweater sucked. <laughs> Ed Sheeran's sweater <laughs> sucked. <laughs> More about yesterday on our uh, yesterday fan cast. <laughs> It's funny because I haven't even seen the film. I've only seen like the movie <laughs> clips on YouTube. You sounded like you saw it, so you basically got the experience. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I know everything that basically happens. <laughs> Wait until I give you my pitch for the sequel to Yesterday Tomorrow. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, all right. So, so Ed Sheeran. Yeah, it was fine. It was Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Weekend uh, yeah. update. Quality one. Weekend updates are yeah. hard to do so far removed from the actual uh, week that was in news. Just because you have yeah. to remember how you were feeling at the time. 
So, you know, the infrastructure bill passed in the House, which, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, has it passed anywhere else yet? <laughs> I have no idea. Exactly, I, I, right? I hope so. Yeah, I hope. Could really do it with some better infrastructure. I think they might have gotten it done. I might have read that somewhere. <laughs> Good. Uh, they had a solid. I, I do like how it started with, and the story today, for as long as I can remember, infrastructure. <laughs> Poor Colin Jost. <laughs> yeah, he has he has such a hard time. He used to make jokes about infrastructure. <laughs> Let's all feel oh, bad boy. for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess Harvard didn't teach him enough civil engineering. <laughs> and he needs to go home for that. Uh, I bet you. I bet you. He, <laughs> yeah, I bet you. He's so sad. He goes home depressed to his wife Scarlett Johansson and their new kid. <laughs> <laughs> to his wife, who is no longer under the thumb of the Disney Corporation. <laughs> oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> I love that we also just get the shit on Colin Jost. <laughs> oh, it's so special. Uh, <laughs> Colin fully realizes that he can take it, mm-hmm. and so he just sits there and does. Uh, he had a solid Jets joke. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the joke was basically that a high school had to apologize for beating another team 106 to 0, which I will let you know is not the highest scored football game. <laughs> the highest, I think, is 223 to like 6. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, but at least the other team got a goal. <laughs> but, but I think this is the most in like the modern era. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and also uh, Ka, uh, Michael Che's joke about uh, infertility month because he thought it never come. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a just a little pun, just a little pun for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, uh, the featured segments. Yep. So oh, first, sorry. Any other jokes? No, no. I mean, do you have any other jokes? It was a weak joke. Uh, I think there was one. No, they, they were all good. I like them. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, oh, oh, the Robert E. Lee joke was good, too. <laughs> uh, for, uh, I forget, the lo- the Democratic loser in Virginia for the governor's race, he said, it's okay, losers from Virginia generally get statues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we move uh, to our first feature performer, which is Ice Cube. And Ice Cube had recently, at the time, been kicked off the set of Ah oh, Hell No, uh, because he would not get the COVID vaccine. <laughs> solid, solid bit, uh... Keenan plays a very good Ice Cube. <laughs> he does. It's weird. <laughs> because his voice is like, it comes and goes from Ice Cube <laughs> to just Keenan trying to be Ice Cube. He looks nothing like Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> but that entire time, like, yeah, Ice Cube's sitting there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, I think, I but think. He, does, he captures something, I don't know. I think Keenan Thompson was the second choice in Straight Outta Compton to play Ice Cube after Ice Cube's son. <laughs> God. But but I the recurring bit well there were two really strong bits in that segment. Mm-hmm. Where the first one where he just listed a bunch of movies that were Ice Cube movies. <laughs> that he wasn't able to be in. Mm-hmm. And they, the progression was great. What was the last one? Oh, I forget. Damn. I forget too. That's that's sad. Yeah, but it was. Oh wait, no, it was. Well, there was there was there was Mamma Mia cubed. Oh, I think that was the last one. Yeah. (laughs) 
Which, oh, That's so bad. perfect, because they have made a Mamma Mia 2, for all you Mamma Mia fans who do not know of the sequel. <laughs> but then, then there was also the recurring bit, which was even stronger, which was he would constantly set, uh, set up Colin, or, or uh, Michael J. with, uh, <laughs> with... With uh, as a, it's a prequel to my movie Friday. Bet you can't call. Ring, <laughs> bet you can't guess what it's called. Thursday. That is actually what it's called. Yeah, he always, <laughs> he always, he set him up, and then. Do you know my? Always, what's? Do you know what my catchphrase is going to be for <laughs> all hell no? Is it all hell no? That is correct. <laughs> That's right, and he says it with no malice. He says it. <laughs> it's just there's something so special. He's he's like. Slightly impressed, but let's move on. It's just, it's very good. It's like, damn, it's he guessed it. I, right. <laughs> Guy's right. a good guesser. He's <laughs> a very good guesser. Oh, man. Uh, and then the second featured bit, uh, a bit more serious. Also really strong. Really strong, yeah. but very serious. Uh, yes. Goober, yeah. the clown that had an abortion. Yeah. I... I... It was uncharacteristic of SNL to go this hard, but I'm glad they did. It was really, well, it was really I mean, good. It was that, funny. It that, was, is, it that is Cecily's actual story. Yeah, no, the, yeah. you can tell. That, yeah. that, that's, that's what makes it such a strong por- uh, 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 bit. Mm-hmm. A bit's not a right word. Yeah, because it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got a firm point. Uh, she delivers clown and serious lines together in tandem really, really well. Uh, I, I, there's just not enough good things that you can say about it. Yep. Uh, obviously, we're both very pro-choice. At yep. least I hope, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I've, done a, I've done a hard uh, heel turn into... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I know... Uh, <laughs> I'm like the lady from the first segment. I'm uh, anytime somebody uh, uh, anytime somebody uh, uh, stops human rights, I get hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all in all, solid weekend update. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, very, very good. It always is. It always is. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next up, we get Wake Up Rhode Island. <laughs> it hits a soft spot for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, listen. The so so the gimmick is is that the meteorologist uh, dresses up as Turkey Tom because it's the start of Thanksgiving season, and uh, he has a Thanksgiving wrap for everyone. However, two lines into this wrap, uh, a hurricane is starting to hit Rhode Island, and he didn't catch it because. He was too busy writing the rap. <laughs> it's so strong. It's so it's strong. Such a strong concept. It's so strong it carries it through some lackluster presentation towards the end, but it's so good. There's it's so perfect just because you have Kieran Culkin dressed up in this like m- brown morph suit with a turkey like with a turkey like hat with like Mask almost, except it's got the face open. Uh, Delivering genuinely surprised and sorry lines, or he's like, "Oh, 120 mile winds. Oh no, I'm sorry." <laughs> uh, listen, this is bad. <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should go to commercial and let you change. No, no, no. It's it's hidden landfall any minute. We gotta we gotta cover this. <laughs> 
so good. It's so dark. There's Denzel something doesn't usually go that dark. Yeah, there's something. With there's the something getting swept out to the ocean. Mm-hmm. There's something real, just fun about guy in ridiculous costume has to do something very serious. Yeah, I didn't like the recurring Keenan bit where he was where the where the two of them were le- where the two newscasters were like, uh, uh, maybe you should uh, take the hat off. Nope, boo, boo. I thought that detracted <laughs> from the stronger bit, which was gestures wildly. Um, but uh, I, I, it's. It was still really good. Like it, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And with the where the where you can see the spinning, uh, or you see the spinning hurricane, and then a bunch of the turkeys that were made for the segment accidentally walk over the hurricane, <laughs> and he needs to point. To it's like underneath the turkeys, you'll see winds. <laughs> so the, yep. That was from a line that's you guys are gonna love this from when uh, uh, it was about how thanksgiving time turkeys aren't happy because because they get eaten (laughs) yeah uh yeah i think it carried itself well enough you know they generally try to they generally put like slightly weaker sketches uh towards the end because people fall asleep but we don't because we don't well because i we do it the next day or at least i do uh yeah i mean i stay up and watch but also, we do it the next day. That's right. Uh, so after that, we get Ed Sheeran number two, where he introduces his new song called The Police. That's right. <laughs> it's not actually, but it sounds exactly like uh, Message in a Bottle, Everything She Does is Magic, Roxanne, Da Do 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 Da 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 Da, <laughs> and, or it Name Another like... Police Song. Uh. Oh, don't stand so close to me. That the weird, the weird song. Oh, don't uh, they also do every the, breath you take? Yes, they do. The, God, there's so the police do like such creepy songs. Yeah, but uh, but yes, uh, uh, it sounded like every police song ever. It was wild. It was it, pretty solid for a police song. But yeah, uh, listen, listen, it'd go up there with like "Message in a Bottle." <laughs> the uh, the... <laughs> listen. It's like I said, Ed Sheeran was playing some Guitar Hero 2, was playing Message in a Bottle, and was like, I could write a police song. And he did. And he did. Yeah. And you know what? Good job. Yeah, listen. Congratulations. Maybe pick a better artist next time to imitate. <laughs> ah, all the Ed Sheeran fans, get in the comments. That's <laughs> right. Now's a great time to to pitch the uh, oh yeah the email yeah so uh, since since we found out that there are three whole listeners we love all three of we you. love all three of you I have no idea why you're downloading this podcast and listening to it episode I uh, listen uh, if you want to get in contact with us please email us at billyhatemail at gmail dot com uh, that's b i l l y H-A-T-E-M-A-I-L at gmail.com That is a real email address. Yeah. (laughs) If you send it, if you send it, I might read out your email on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alright, and we move on to our 10 minutes to 1 sketch, uh, our please don't destroy sketch, and the last sketch of the night.
this is uh, the premise is uh, that John, uh, the big-headed one, uh, him and his girlfriend Angie broke up, and he's trying to be a better person and win her back. But every time that he talks to her on the phone, he tells her to fuck off. Uh, I mean, please don't destroy know how to write a sketch at mm-hmm. least the way that I love to see a sketch it i they they it feels like it feels like every sketch group that I like and it's it's good mm-hmm. they do a good job yep uh and pretty much so he's like just telling her to fuck off and they're like wait wait let's let me try hey fuck you and then they all do it <laughs> and then and then at the end Angie comes and kicks the shit out of John yeah I love it. Short, short and sweet. Angie Absolutely. is obviously from Staten Island. Given the everything <laughs> about her, played wonderfully by Sarah Sherman. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh! Uh, yeah, just a quality sketch all around. All right, now we move on to our awards of this week. So yes, yes. Offensive. Pull up the SNL cast again. <laughs> uh, every week, uh, we here at Sketch and Review designate an offensive player of the week. That is the person who we think did the most uh, active comedy in the episode. Uh, generally, there's someone who portrayed either the strongest character or like really kept uh, really like power to sketch forward a sketch that we really liked. Uh, we also do a defensive player of the week. That is someone who kept a sketch together. If it's a sketch that we felt was kind of weak and they were like the thread that kept it together, they'll generally earn it then. Uh, It's someone who's playing more support characters and less zany characters. Uh, And we do a sketch of the night, which is just our favorite sketch from the night. So we'll start with Offensive Player of the Week. Connor, do you have the cast list ready to say your Offensive Player of the Week? I do, I do. (laughs) Um... I'm going to go with Cecily Strong. Um, I think that uh, even, I mean, I, I believe she probably did a bunch of other roles uh, very well, but that it's just, it. the the clown role was a really, really hard one to do. And she nailed it so hard that, like, there's just no notes. Like, just just very, very good. She, she managed to get a message across and also be very, very funny at the same time, and I think that that is so hard as to necessitate Offensive Player of the Week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree. I think that uh, her work in the cold open... Uh, yes. Uh, absolutely kept... I mean, I've I've loved her Judge Janine Pirro bit ever since it first started, because it's just so wacky. And the thing is, is I had to go and watch a Judge Janine Pirro clip like a real one, just so I could see how perfect it was. Note for note, perfect. Cecily Strong is obviously the offensive player of the week. She did so much work for this. Uh, yeah. Really proud of her. <laughs> great, great player. <laughs> As we go full sports talk mode. Uh, next up, we've got defensive player of the week. Uh, you know, I think that it's, I gotta give it to Mikey Day. Mikey Day had some solid, uh, solid supporting characters who are just kind of there randomly, but add just enough to keep things together. 
Uh, the heist, him as the hacker, was good. Uh, the jockey, him as the owner, was good. Uh, I forget if he played anything else, but I'm sure it was good then. Mikey Day's a quality defensive player of the week for me. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Red. I think that uh, he he went he positioned himself in a lot of sketches that could have that needed a little something, and he gave them that extra something. Uh, the bathroom sketch, uh, his his <laughs> callback to uh, uh, what was it, sports or wild or whatever. Man, football is crazy. <laughs> Man, football is crazy. His callbacks to that um, were really solid. Just his performance in that was great. His performance in the high sketch was great. Um, he just, uh, he, and in all of them, it was his high, the high sketch performance. He was the funny character, but it wasn't because he was playing an over the top character. It was because he was knocking back these, all of these questions really, really well. Everybody was like, do you understand? He's like, yeah. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Just very, very good. Uh, all right. Sketch of the night. Uh, for me, sketch of the night is the bathroom sketch. I think it was so fun and so, like, because there were, there were a lot of carousel sketches where we have zany characters come in and out. And I think that Cable, uh, Canceling Cable, is another good contender for Sketch of the Week. If it was another week, that might have won Sketch of the Week. But the bathroom is so quintessential. It's also just, like, I understand it so perfectly because I've been in a men's room like that before. I have been in yes. that situation where I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> Also, the way it ends is special. The punchline is special. Uh, it's it's. I'm counting the punchline as the I murdered a man, not as the I just <laughs> yeah. took a big dump. This man murdered my brother. <laughs> That's it's a really strong sketch. Uh, for me, I am. I am trying to convince myself to make it the horse sketch. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can. I am. T- I don't think you can convince yourself. To pick something so fundamentally broken as sketch of the sketch of the night, <laughs> I there's but I need to like fall back on the visceral joy of watching someone do a kickflip on a poor 3D or not poor but on a on a rushed 3D rendering of a horse. That's so special. Yeah, That's listen, really, you can really you can really like it, but it's not like specialist sketch of the night <laughs> i i i think it might be <laughs> i think you're doing a great job at convincing me that this is sketch of the night by providing resistance to it listen if you, <laughs> listen listen i'm just saying that whenever you say a sketch of the night now i might just be like and remember the jockey was his sketch of the night for kieran colkin's fucking episode <laughs> and i'll stand by it i'll stand by it <laughs> That's so special. Watching the and the the part with the dude uh, with the with the Boeing uh, Yang talking about his azaleas, <laughs> where they walk on the on the on, on Mount Rushmore and everyone starts smiling. It's gotta be. They went so long with this sketch. They they threw so long for its metaphor, and I don't care if nobody caught it. I respect the effort. I love it so much. It's horse sketch for me. Okay, you you heard it here first. Horse sketch, <laughs> sketch of the night for sketch Connor. Night. <laughs> who who would have thought? <laughs> oh, all right. I, uh, that's that's it for 
this episode. Uh, we will also be doing another SketchUp episode tomorrow, so these will definitely get uploaded pretty much like one day after <laughs> another. Yeah, probably uh, at the same time, to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> On my end, at least. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we'll see you then. Our next episode, weirdly, is uh, the Simu Liu and Sawidi episode, which is two weeks after this episode, since we already covered... Oh my god, who was it? Uh, 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 oh god, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, Jonathan Majors and Taylor Swift. We already covered that episode. Yes. Uh... So, uh, until then, uh, have a wonderful evening. Connor, you want to leave them with something? Uh, no. Bye. Bye. <laughs>